Welcome to the Lisa Fisher Said Podcast. I'm Lisa Fisher, a longtime broadcaster and journalist in Arkansas, who's been in front of a microphone or a camera since the 1980s. I think of myself as the queen of Arkansas media. For this episode, I chat with Arkansas resident Elizabeth Harden about her success with intermittent fasting. She only lost two pounds in the first month and she was so discouraged. Now she's killing it. You'll get to meet her right after this. Nobody, I mean nobody, takes care of you in the flooring business like Arkansas's own Akles Carpet One. I know people listening from all over the globe and the solar system to my podcast, but those of you in Arkansas know this truth. Akles Carpet One is the leader in customer satisfaction, service after the sale, and of course, the best prices. I've been telling you this for a long time. Akles Carpet One will beat the big box stores. Do you need to stop the recorder and rewind it? Or shall I repeat it? I'll repeat it. Akles Carpet One will beat the big box store prices and their service. You know what it's like calling there, wondering if someone will take the call, wondering who's who you're even going to see. At Akles Carpet One, you get the same people taking care of you, whether it's the Rodney Parham store, the one out in Maumel, that's technically North Little Rock, it's kind of confusing, the one in Sherwood. You might even see an ankle when you're shopping. That's the kind of business they run, family-owned business and the top at what they do. That's the ankle way. Find out more by going to the show notes or by going on your browser to aclescarpetone.com. Recognized by the Arkansas Democrat Gazette, Reader's Choice Awards Best of Flooring Finalist. She won Most Talkative in high school, and she has been running her mouth ever since. Welcome to the Lisa Fisher Said Podcast with your host, Lisa Fisher. I've got Elizabeth Harden here, and she's going to tell her great successes with intermittent fasting. She's one of my clients, and we all love to talk about our eating window and our our feasting window and our fasting window. (laughs) We're recording this at 10 in the morning. I assume this is your fasting window, right? Yes, this is fasting time. I haven't even had my coffee this morning because I'm off today, so I slept in. <laughs> so I haven't even had that. Um, I um, I usually try to open my window about four. My work day winds up at about four. Um, so, but by the usually it's probably four thirty by the time I can actually open it because I you know finish the work day, run a few errands, get home, have a snack, then start fixing supper. And then I wind it up by eight. That's my plan. Sometimes it stretches. It's more like five to eight or five to eight thirty or, you know, just depending on what's going on. Um, it's important to me to eat dinner with my, with my husband. So it kind of revolves around his schedule as well. So it just, it, it fluctuates. And that's what I have found so accommodating about doing this is that I can move it how I need to, to, to fit my schedule. It's not about me, you know, stopping in the middle of something and going to prepare a shake or going to do, cause it's time to eat or what I can fix this. I can make it, you know, if we have a social event, if I can make this work, however I need to. When you started, we're recording this in January of 2022. You started maybe in July of 2021. I started July 15th. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I remember there was some skepticism with you, Elizabeth, thinking, now, how's this going to work? Because the first month, I think you lost like two pounds, right? I did. I lost two pounds and I was very discouraged. Yes. Um, I 
I weaned myself down. I started with an eight hour window. And then the next week I did a seven hour. The third week I was try. I started doing a six hour and then realized about the third day, you know, really I'm doing this about five hours. So the fourth week I went on to four hours and have stayed there. Um, and I did only lose two pounds, I think, and maybe an inch overall. Um, I mean, I, I don't, I'd have to go back and look, I keep a journal, but I, I don't remember exactly, but it was not encouraging numbers. But I thought, okay, you encouraged me keep on, keep on, keep on. And then that next w- month I lost 10 pounds. <laughs> now, is that yeah. not incredible? Yeah. So, uh, once it, uh, I, I don't know if that was my, my body just, it needed that reset. I don't, I don't know, but that's what, within that two month time, I had lost 12 pounds. The first month, two. Well, let's talk about the math just a minute. So what happens just because this is why I even told you don't weigh for a month because you're going right. to say that mean old Lisa Fisher is starving me <laughs> and I'm not even losing weight. Right. And so I do have you weigh, and Jen Stevens is the same thing, after a month, just for data. I want you to know in the beginning what your number was, and then after a month, it's really just kind of data. And Jen even says, after you wait 28 days and you weigh, that's really day one of intermittent fasting. She says the the body needs like a three to four weeks of adjustment Mm -hmm. because it, there are new things there. And I've said this several times that Our bodies are creatures of habit. We eat at the same time, poop at the same time, sleep at the same time, um, whatever it is. You know, you have your coffee at the same time. Now, today it's a little out of rhythm because you're off for the federal holiday. Right. (laughs) But that just shows that when you took things, you upset the apple cart by not eating and having your four snacks and your candy coffee all day and then eating your low carb meal at night or whatever you were told to do. And this way it was more of a hand in glove. It fits a lot better because it seems like then you traveled some, didn't you travel? Didn't y'all go to Mexico or something? We went to Europe. Oh, that's um, right. That's right. The week of Thanksgiving. Um, And we were gone for 13 days and I was discouraged. You know, I kind of had plateaued. So that was July, August, September, October. That was four months. I had been doing it by the time we left on our trip. And I was kind of, I was like, I've I've reached a plateau. Things aren't really um, progressing as I'd like to. And then we went on this trip. We were, um, we, we had two days in Amsterdam and then we were on a river cruise. And then we had three days in Italy. And um, so I was not in charge of my meals. I, I, you know, it was eat when it was put in front of you or pass it up. And I um, tried to kind of, watch my window. I thought, okay, I'm going to stretch it out for maybe an eight hour window. I'll, I'll eat lunch and I'll try to maybe have a late afternoon snack and then have supper and then I'll cut it off or whatever. That lasted for about three days because (laughs) those first few days we were in charge of when we ate, but then after that I wasn't in charge at all. So I thought, you know what, this is going to be the beauty of this program. I, I'm on this trip that we have had to put off for a year because of COVID. So I'm going to, that's going on the shelf. I'm going to eat and drink. And I did, I ate and drank anything that passed my way. We had wine pairings every night. I mean, it was just, we had a fabulous trip and I got home and had lost two pounds. (laughs) I love 
love it. I love it. Okay, so you're showing us, that's what we call metabolic flexibility. That means your body has the flexibility, Elizabeth, to adjust to periods of what you think are indulgence. And then what happened probably after that, and it's happening now and you're losing more weight, and we're going to get to your total in a minute, is that then you have days where you have shorter windows. And so that your body realizes this person's not starving herself. So when your body thinks it's starving itself by having lower caloric intake, it downregulates your metabolism. Well, we want to upregulate our metabolism. You do that by flexing your muscle and having some days where you're eating more hours in the day and you eat more. And then mm -hmm. you follow it up by a few days where you're not as hungry. Lisa's lesson for today is metabolic flexibility. It's the ability to go and indulge and do something for a time and then realize that you probably came back and didn't eat as much and you may have had seen some more weight loss, but also you showed us, Elizabeth, that the body really likes it when we have longer eating windows once in a while or higher caloric days because it actually upregulates your metabolism. Because you ate I, well. I felt like it was a reset. Yeah, I just, I felt, yeah, oh yes, I ate well. I was not eating, um, you know, just trash. I mean, we had fresh food every day. It was, mm -hmm. I mean, it was, it was, it was great, but, um, but I didn't pass anything up. <laughs> good. Good. Now has your husband lost weight? No, but, um, he, uh, number one, he does not need to lose any okay. weight. Um, and he is one of those people that has never, I mean, he just has that metabolism. He's never had to watch his weight. He can eat whatever he wants. Now, that being said, he's not a huge eater. I mean, he just, he gets up, he eats a great big breakfast before he leaves the house. He usually does not eat any lunch. He eats supper with me when we come home, when he comes home in the evening. You know, he drinks beer every afternoon. That's he it. Never gains, yeah, he never, never gains a weight. Never, I mean, he just... And that's just the way he's wired. I unfortunately well, did not get that gene. I know. I, I hate it. Most of us didn't. Most women didn't because we have different right. metabolisms, as we know. Looking at you, you look 10 years younger than when we started yeah, in July. And your face is so thin and small. How much weight have you lost in total now? I have lost 34 pounds in six months. So I'm a tortoise. I am very slow. Good. That's what we am, love, though. Um, I am very, it's very slow. And I think I've lost, oh gosh, I don't remember how many inches it is. I did measure this weekend, but I can't remember. Um, but I mean, it's it's over 10 inches, between somewhere between 10 and 15 inches all over. I mean, but, um, you know, some months it was just a few, this month from December 15th to uh, January 15th, I don't, I think I only lost four pounds. I would have liked for it to be more than that. However, um, I've on the tail end of a two week cold with cough syrup and cough drops being mandatory to even sleep. Right. Um, and we had Christmas. So I think you're fine. I think you're doing yeah, great. I, I mean, I'm just, I've, I, I'm, it's just slow. It's constant, but it's slow. And that's oh, okay. I would, I would rather that because it feels so permanent and it's a manageable lifestyle. You're not on a diet. No, I am. Not, and I think my weight loss would have been more 
had I been really watching what I'm eating and I'm not, Don't. I could do better <laughs> if I would watch what I was eating. And if I would say no to a glass of wine and if I would say, you know, but if we're out to eat, we went, we were eating last night out and I, you know, we finished and I thought, well, I want a half a piece of pie. I mean, yeah, so mm-hmm. I, I had a little bit of dessert. It was in my window and I, and I cut it off and was done. Okay. So now if also I would watch, when, I could probably do better. Oh, go ahead. So when no, you first started, you, you remember you approached me because um, you emailed me because of Chef Jamie McAfee. You'd seen right. his tremendous weight loss. And you said, can I do X program mm-hmm. along with doing intermittent fasting? And that's the first time that was that question was posed to me. And now my answer with that is, um, I and I'll say this, and I don't know if I said it then, but it helped me hone this as part of my intermittent fasting in my classes is, I don't want you to do anything that makes you rely on external cues as to whether you're hungry or full. I want you to rely on internal cues. And when you're on, that may have been the protein diet or something. It was ideal protein. Okay. Ideal protein. Which I had done before and lost. Right. Works great amount of weight. And it works well. I mean, it is a weight loss program. And if you follow it, it works. Um, But I did not keep the weight off. Lost my. Okay. And let's. Talk about you do understand why we the reason people have trouble sustaining weight loss after any program is you didn't address the hormones that need to be addressed. And the hormones aren't female hormones, but they are your leptin uh, and ghrelin. Ghrelin tells you you're hungry. Leptin tells you you're full. And so when you rely on a program, it tells you you don't get any more food. We want your body to tell you you don't need any more food. Right. And that's what I've seen with you. You have really dialed it back with your food intake then. I have really, and I am truly, I'm not, I mean, one thing you said at the very beginning was, you know, hunger doesn't, you don't go from zero to 60 on the hunger scale in a matter of seconds. It's an all day thing, you you know, it builds. And so I um, have realized you know, I'm in charge of that a little bit. Uh, you know, it, yes, it, hunger does tap on my shoulder right. usually at around 11 o'clock every day. Right. It taps and says, hey, right. you know, and I go get um, a glass of tea or. Right. Which is what I'm doing water, right now. Right. Or go refill my coffee because I usually sip on it during the morning time. And it's about time for a refresher about that time mm-hmm. or something. Um and then I look up and it's two o'clock and then I, you know, I'm thinking, you know, yeah, I could eat something, but do I need something? No. And then, you know, I'm, you get on with your day and you look up and it's four o'clock. I mean, okay. It's, it's Isn't that very crazy? manageable. Um, and as I have progressed through this, doing it a number of months now, I don't, I mean, that, that tap, 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 I'm hungry at 11 o'clock ish used to be much stronger than it is now. And it's well, just, you've it's learned to not. tame, you've learned to tame the shrew by drinking more water or iced tea or black coffee or getting busy. If I get busy yeah. and I like we're doing this now, and then I, I have an appointment with, I have a zoom call at 1130. Then I'm doing something with someone at one o'clock. You see, then I've just gotten to yeah. my day till about four o'clock. And so it will be easy exactly. today to eat. It. In fact, I even have something at four o'clock. That's okay because hunger is not an emergency. I, 
I don't, I don't have to have a Snickers bar to get through the day because what it, our bodies do is they can't burn fat for fuel uh, until our insulin stores are down and you've lowered your insulin and your glucose and you've done that. And then it taps into your fat stores to burn fat for fuel. Okay. Well, I think we'll all agree with that. And the other thing I think, Elizabeth, so you look very slim to me. I don't know if you have a weight in your mind you want to reach or do you feel like you've reached your goal weight? No, I um, I do have a number in mind or a size in mind. Okay. I, I mean, that- I have a point. I mean, whether or not they match and gel at the same time, it's immaterial. I don't care um, because my weight number is really a range. It's not a number. Good. Um, so, um, and I think... If I continue kind of on the level where I am, I think I'll be there in another six months. Really slow. Good. Good. I mean, I think, you know, we'll see. Which will be perfect for lake season. You'll be back in your swimsuit. You'll feel comfortable. <laughs> and I mean, those are the things that, you know, you have to look at long term. I don't term. know if I'll ever feel comfortable in a swimsuit. <laughs> right. I, I understand. We're not 18 anymore. But, no, no. <laughs> but it does give you an ability to look forward and not dread something going, oh, those size 14s or 12s or whatever your number is, it's uncomfortable. They're uncomfortable. I didn't, right. Because next year, the clothes that you wore last year are going to be too big. Right. How many um, sizes have you dropped? Do you know? I don't know. Um, I, uh, I I know that I uh, um, I bought some new Spanx pants, but if you buy those Spanx pants, you need to you're going to wear them not as leggings as his pants. You have to go up a size anyway, so that's kind of yeah, right. Yeah, you know, that's not a good judge. So I don't really know. Um, I know I put on a dress the other day, and I thought I cannot wear this like this because I'm going to fall. <laughs> it was too. It was too big in the top. I thought I can't. I can't wear this. I'm going to be exposed. So, um, <laughs> yeah, this is not going to be nice. So, um, but I, so I don't really know. I haven't. I think that's the difference in the mindset this time when I've tried to lose this weight is that I'm not. I'm just not watching that every step of the way. I am watching the scale. And I need to step back from watching the scale, but I do remind myself that is but one indicator. Oh, so true. That is one indicator. That is it. It's just a number. Um, and then I watch and I measure and I only do it once a month. How often do you weigh? I've been weighing a little bit more once I got back from that trip because I wanted to see, okay, now am I really, is it dropping off? And it did. I dropped off about... Between November 15th and December 15th, I think I lost I lost two pounds on that trip. And then I think I lost another six pounds after that. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it just, it was like it was a total reset. And then, um, and then Christmas was coming and then my husband got COVID and then I got this horrible cold. And so this last month hasn't been the great indi- greatest indicator, but um, inches did continue to come off. So... That's a a big thing that the diet culture really doesn't give um, a lot of credence to because it's all about a number. Mm -hmm. And really, if we think about fat reduction is so important and we're not losing muscle during this, which can happen sometimes in pretty extreme dieting, 
Right. But the fact that you are getting smaller every month, it really doesn't matter what that scale is, but the scale still haunts us. It does. And we're so ingrained. That's why Jen Stevens, you know, got rid of her scale and she right. hasn't weighed. I remember you told me that. Till I think she says now 2015 or 16, maybe she reached her goal weight in 16. So it's been, you know, maybe and so she just years. doesn't weigh at all. She did get some type of device that only tells her if she's gained weight, <laughs> but doesn't tell her. I can't remember what this type of scale is. Um, and I don't even know if she still uses it, but I've heard her say um, there's like a green zone and a red zone, maybe in the red zone, oh. it's like in a yellow zone, maybe there's a warning and then the red yeah, zone. Okay. Because this is what ever, people need to know. Uh, Jen also says, if you're going to weigh, now she does not. She says, make sure you weigh every day and divide it by seven as an average. So you weigh Monday through Sunday, Sunday, take the seven days, divide it by seven. And that's your weekly average. And that's how you had a start. Yes, that's right. Because um, I just want to, I'm reiterating that because you could eat, you could have eaten something last night, Elizabeth, and I said to love the foods that love you back. You could have had gluten and dairy that make you swell and you don't even realize it. Make, you don't even know it makes you inflamed. And the next day you could be up five pounds. You did not gain five pounds. You do have right. maybe four and a half pounds of inflammation. That means you need magnesium to help you eliminate. You need to drink some water and have electrolytes. So that's why she doesn't like it. And I, and I agree with that, that people who weigh like once a week or once every other week, because she said that could be the day you're up or you're down. It may not be the true measurement of what your right. body's doing. So her, uh, her really favorite thing is as you reach your goal weight and you're getting there, I mean, obviously I'm looking at you, um, you get a pair of honesty pants, the pants that don't have like, not the Spanx things that don't have stretch or give or spandex. And you see if they're comfortable, if they start getting tight, that's how she knew she said, because as women age and all of us age really, but as women age, especially, um, because of menopause and other things that affect our metabolism, she had to give up alcohol maybe during the week or dessert during the week and maybe reserved weekends for alcohol and dessert because she said it would affect her honesty right. pants. And again, you, if you asked her, she would say she doesn't know what she weighs because her story is she started at 210 pounds. She did intermittent fasting uh, to 157. Then she did alternate day fasting. So right now we're talking about a daily eating window. Then she did alternate day fasting. And that's when you so eat every, every other day, every other day. And then, and what was her window on that every other day? Well, she will tell you that those people will say 36 to 42 hours. So fasting. Of fasting. To 42 fasting. And then okay. when you eat, when you open back your window, you have like an eight hour window and you get in two to three meals. The trick and with Chef Jamie McAfee and other clients I have, the secret is in the up days. The refeed days, remember, then tell your body, okay, this isn't an emergency. We don't have to downregulate your metabolism. It upregulates your metabolism because you're having days of eating more. Some people like that. They like, they don't mind the fasting because they think, well, I've done 20 hours. I could just drink some water before I go to bed. And then by the time you, it's 
nine o'clock, you haven't eaten. All right. I just, I'll eat tomorrow morning. So a lot of people don't mind that at all. And then they love the refeed day. So the mm-hmm. refeed day is key. You cannot look at that as a two or four hour window or OMAD because you will then downregulate your metabolism. And Chef Jamie, I was with him over the weekend and mm-hmm. he doesn't mind that I tell this because obviously he's a client of mine. Um, he hasn't lost. <laughs> oh, you did? Yeah. He hasn't lost any weight in the last month. His waist size is smaller. He's at a stall. And so yesterday I called him and said, it's time. He said, for what? I said, it's, I told him, this is my advice to him to go carnivore and to eat more. Cause he said, he goes, Lisa, some days I'm so busy. I don't even eat well. And then I, I don't follow it up by a day of eating more. Cause right. He said, I'm really just not that hungry. So I said, let's get some foods with good nutrient density that make you feel satisfied, have all the amino acids you need, B vitamins, that's beef and meat. You know, if you can find meats, pork, a cow is really good. Beef is really good for this type of, a lot of people eat this way, carnivore. So I gave him a sample of people who do well with the carnivore diet. Food Mm -hmm. Lies is the name of an Instagram account. And I've had Brian Sanders on my program. He's amazing. He has a 28 inch waist, this guy. Now he's probably about 5'10 or 5'11, but I mean, he is cut and fit and doesn't lift heavy weights. He lifts, but he, it's washboard, his stomach. But he posted yesterday and you can find his account. Um, in fact, I'll put that in the show notes at Food Lies. Um, he showed yesterday a typical day of what he eats. Let me see if I still have that for Jamie. And in that he did things, I mean, he shows that he opens his window with a T-bone steak <laughs> and sauerkraut. Mm-hmm. And then he said after that, then after he eats the T-bone steak and the sauerkraut, then at dinner he eats, I'll have to read it to you. So, oh, yesterday. So his example was he had German sausage, uh, low PUFA fed bacon, that's polyunsaturated fats. So mm-hmm. there must be something with that. But he had, so for lunch, the guy has German sausage and bacon, three pasture-raised, corn-free, soy-free eggs, smoked Gouda, sauerkraut and pickles, because that's good for your gut health. He has and all avocado, that Yes, avocado, yogurt, and green onions. And then at dinner, he has a steak, sauteed mushrooms and onions, and bone broth, and maybe some more yogurt with local honey. So- there are some tricks at this point where you are that if you need to tweak, that's my advice to my clients. You're still my client. I mean, I still, you know, we still check in. And that is you could do alternate day fasting where you have, you're, you're doing about a 36 to 42, 44 hour window. You know, and I thought about that the other day. It was not hard because I, um, I had to have colonoscopy. Uh, right. And so you didn't eat for, ago. That's so right. I, did it anyway. I mean, you know, so it was, I, I had my eating window the day before, fasted all the next day and drank all the, bleh, all that stuff. And then the next day it was, I didn't have my procedure till after lunch. So yeah. Now, isn't it amazing that two years ago, had they told you you need a colonoscopy, you'd be claw on the walls, white knuckling it, praying, asking your friends to pray, (laughs) help me make it through the day. And now when they tell you not to eat, you go, okay. Yeah, it wasn't a big deal. 
It's not a big deal. And then when you have the refeed, even after, because we all have to have procedures and things where they're NPO, you know, you can't right. eat after a certain time, but for intermittent fasters, not a big deal. Cause I have to have a similar procedure and an upper GI because of my rare swelling disorder. And in fact, because of mine, I really, the, so the day before most people have a colonoscopy. Oh yeah. I, I have, Oh, I have to do like a day and a half maybe of, clear liquids just because I have such slow motility and mm-hmm. everything has to be out of my system. Um, not a big deal. I know the doctor's like, now I have to tell you, you can't eat for a day. And I was like, okay, I do that all the time. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah. That, it's, I, that was not hard at all. Um, then and if, I did, when I did it, I thought, hmm, okay. Cause Jamie had been saying, okay, well, I'm doing, I, you know, I see him Yeah, about twice a week anyway. Yeah. Um, just because we're both here in Palm Bluff, but uh, he was telling me he's doing these longer and longer windows and a uh, longer, longer fast. Yes. And um, I was like, oh, I don't know. But then when I did that, I was like, I didn't die. Bad. Right. Didn't die. It's not bad at all. No, I mean, it's amazing. And Jamie said, he said it on this podcast, he had the energy, you know, of a teenager during the middle of the fast, because your adrenals get involved, those are those little bitty things in front of the kidneys that produce adrenaline, and you start firing this adrenaline, Dr. Fung says around hour 20, 22, and that's why in the fasted state, uh, you Gibson, my son always says, Mom, I beasted up in the fasted state. I mean, you are firing this adrenaline. You feel so good. You know that because food- I'm much more focused. I can get yes. more done. Uh, um I, I, procrastination has always been just how I am. I, I mean, I, my mind is always thinking about the project at hand, but then when I, I'll wait until the nth hour to sit down and put it all together and get it out. Um, now, I, I mean, I'm just so much more focused. I can get that. Do people notice that done. at work? I don't know because I'm, I'm solo. A lot um, and projects oh, okay. like that. So I don't, okay. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I don't think those kind of benefits people are necessarily noticing. I don't think. I don't know if they are. They're not saying anything necessarily. Um, but the weight loss, people are just now beginning to say something. My brother, I ran into him <laughs> last night at dinner, and my, now my brother is he works all the time, and so I haven't seen him just a whole lot. Uh, didn't even get to see him a whole lot at Christmas. And he, uh, and he lives right in your town. Um, but I saw him last night and he said, are you losing weight? <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, sort of like 30, said, yeah. is it 34? Yeah. I said, 34, yes, 34, 34 pounds. pounds since you asked. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love it. Uh, but yeah, people are just now beginning to say, you know, I was at a salon the other day and, this, the lady that my technician that was working with me was just talking a blue streak going on and just stopped in the middle and said, how much weight have you lost? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, Where'd that come from? That was like a squirrel. Yeah. <laughs> right. She was like, I just, she said, I've been sitting here talking to you thinking there's something different. There's something different. Uh-huh. And then I realized you've lost weight. Um, so yeah. that is just beginning to happen. And I, I kind of, I mean, I would think, okay, that should have been happening earlier on. But no, I don't think so because I'm just doing this so slowly. And yeah, winter months, we don't see as much people. It's just your face is so much smaller. 
So well, we're that's all dressed up like polar bears. So. That's right. Hey friends, if this is your year to lose weight, I can help. I'm a certified integrative nutrition health coach and I received a lot of training personally, just as an intermittent fasting success story myself. And now I've been coaching people since 2021 and people who have lost a lot of weight. You may have heard the story with the chef from Arkansas who's lost over 90 pounds is still losing weight. Lots of women losing 30 and 40 pounds because I know the science and I can help you. You can reach out to me by going to the show notes. You'll see a link or you can just email me fasting at lisafishersaid.com. You can go to my website and see that same link. But kids, I can help you. I can partner with you. I can show you the science. It's resetting your hormones. That's what this is. It's not a caloric imbalance. It's a hormonal imbalance. And I can help. Fasting at lisafishersaid.com. Now, uh, another thing you might see, your hairdresser might say, wow, you're having a lot of hair loss. And that is just indicative of any type of weight loss at all, any type of change. And it happens about six weeks after kind of a change. You might notice it. And it's nothing to panic about. You're you know, you make sure you have biotin in your diet and you're eating well, you'll be fine. I, um, well, luckily I'm one of those people that has enough hair for two people. Me too. But Me um, too. I, uh, it has gotten thinner. It has, I, yeah. I have noticed that. Um, and I do go to the hairdresser this week, but I, um, I have noticed it just, you know, your shampoo and your hair and you're thinking, there's, I see it. Yeah. There's less of this than there used to yeah. be. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's talk about what your day was like, because I felt like I was a prisoner to food, that I had an ankle bracelet on and I was stuck near a kitchen or the drive through or I had to have protein every three hours. And I love the freedom that the ankle bracelet and the noose is off. So what was your life like, um, your day like before July of eating? I had pretty much taken the reins off of every, well, going back a little bit further than July, than, than that. Um, I had taken the reins off, I was out of control. Um, so I, I, I was just on free graze is what I call it. Um, mm-hmm. and then about April or May, I can't remember, but in the spring, I um I started back on the ideal protein. I thought I gotta do something. I've got to at least get this under control. I mean, I've got to get this um a schedule down or something. I I mean I'm just I'm I'm not listening to my body. I'm not I'm I'm out of control. So I started back on ideal protein, which I'd had luck with um several times before. I've done it two other times before, one time when I lost sixty pounds. Um so I know that it works. Yeah. Um, so I got back on that and I had lost 11 or so pounds. So in that, on that plan, you have to have three of their products a day and um, you have to, uh, oh gosh, now I'm trying to remember. It's been so long. Three <laughs> products a day and um, two cups of, no, four cups two cups at lunch, two cups, yeah, four cups of vegetables during the day. No legumes, okay. no fruit, no alcohol, no dairy. Um, you know, very limiting. It, it took out all of those things. I mean, and I 
never have found much of anything. I don't like a little cheese melted on. Um, right. so, uh, it, I, I, I like my dairy. Um, and it doesn't, well, if I eat too much of it, it doesn't like me, but, um, I can handle it. So, and I like dairy, so I eat it. Um, I like to have a glass of wine when we go out to eat or we're cooked a steak here at home and I sit down and eat dinner and have a glass of wine. Um, but there was none of that. So I was, I felt very limited, but I had, it was very regimented and I had to have a shake in the morning. And then at lunch, um, number one, that tap, 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 I'm hungry was a lot stronger um, and so I was then having to stop and go find some lunch and eat some lunch. And then um, whether or not my job is such that sometimes I'm in the office, sometimes I'm out in the school. Some, so I never know on a day to day. I mean, I can plan for that day, but I can't plan for every day of what my time frame is going to be. Um, it was just. It was much more limiting. This freed me up to do. Number one, I could have whatever I wanted. Um, and I could move that time frame to suit what I needed. I mean, Elizabeth, you don't eat until four o'clock. I mean, you I are free all day to work, to get things done, to not have to stop because food makes you sleepy. It does. It, it, I, or I, I need an, if you eat at lunch, something that doesn't love you back. Yeah, you're miserable. <laughs> then you're miserable for the rest of the mm -hmm. afternoon. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, it's very, this, I have never had any kind of diet and by diet, I mean what I eat. I don't mean a diet regimen. Um, I've never had anything in my, um, life that I felt like was sustainable for helping me to control my weight or that I felt like I could continue this as a lifestyle, um, this is definitely doable for me. This works for me because I can't, I, I'm a foodie. I like food. Me too. And this is the South. I don't know how they do it in the North because I've never lived in the North, <laughs> but in the South, we love people with food. You die. People bring food. You have a baby. Someone's, people bring food. Baby, so, right. yeah, Someone's yeah, sick. I mean, you bring food, you, right? You take food. Um, uh, you know, you do food, for them, and then you have a little for you too. <laughs> right. I mean, you know, or they say, right. "Hey, stay and eat with us." Or you mm -hmm. know, I mean, it's just how we we socialize around food. We love around right. food. It's just the way it is. Um, and for me, because of that, and because I like food, this is sustainable. Well, let's talk about the price difference. Intermittent <laughs> fasting is the low, low price of free. Yeah, it's the low, low price of whatever you want it to be. Um, That's right. Uh, but you don't have to sign up and you don't have to be in a program no, and pay people. No contracts. I, mean, I don't have to go every week and buy products that were $120 a week. Um, I don't have to, uh, I don't have to weigh if I don't want to weigh. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's like a bird out of a cage. Right. And I realized how much money we saved because my husband follows pretty much. He, he really, really likes OMAD, one meal and a snack. That's best for him. Mm -hmm. And, he, you know, we're all different. And um, we try to, you know, have our simultaneous, our windows, but sometimes we don't. Not a big deal because he's um, 
in the house a lot, you know, he travels right. some. So for him, so he also cut back his eating because he realized how much better he felt in the fasted state, how much more work he got done. Um, so by cutting back his meals and mine, we save so much money. We are not at the grocery store. I used to go to the grocery Plus, we know when my kids were home. I'm saying even as empty nesters, I always had to have a little, a little, you know, lunch for him and then a right. dinner. And then right. so I even, there were times, Elizabeth, I cooked breakfast for 30 years of our marriage. We've been married 34 years. I cook breakfast every day, 34 years of our marriage. And I don't need that meal for sure. I don't need breakfast. And I was a big right. breakfast eater. So just the money we've saved. Eater, so yeah. Oh, you aren't. Yeah. No, I but, was never a breakfast either. It, it really bothered my mother growing up. <laughs> Cause we all she, thought she felt you like guys, she, yeah, people had to, eat. to feed me breakfast in the morning and she would get so upset that I wouldn't eat it. Um, but yes, I mean, we, we do a, um, just because of our schedules during the week and what, who's got what, you know, there's always a night that, Somebody's got a meeting or somebody, you know, there's something going yeah. on, but, uh, we do a, one of those meal box prep things. Yes. Yes. Just yes. because that's easy for us. Yes. Um, and that's pretty much all we, I mean, we go to the grocery store to pick up coffee, snacks, cleaning supplies, <laughs> paper, Isn't that toilet paper. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, milk, my husband, he gets his breakfast stuff in the morning that, but because he is a breakfast eater, um, but he doesn't eat any lunch. Yeah. That's just the way hey, he goes you, and exercises at lunch. Um, well, that's silly. Yeah. Now, have, yeah. You, that's have you, talk. Uh, have you cut back on snacks? I, um, yes and no. Some days I do really good. I find that when I have had a window or a time when I've eaten more that next day, I need that snack or that next couple of days. I don't know if it's just getting back into that groove or, or, or my system just requires more or it's that hormone rebalancing or whatever. But I find that after I have been off and by off, I don't mean like totally off, but I've had more to eat the day before, or maybe I had to have a six hour window that day. And then I'm going back to my four, um, that I need that snack. And I will be, it will be one of those days that I'll come home. I'll come in the door and I could eat sheetrock if it were available. <laughs> right. You know, I, I mean, I understand. I, <laughs> I, you know, I mean, literally I could eat anything uh... and then I'll eat too much. Then I find myself, I'll eat too much of a snack. And then I'll, it'll come time, you know, I'll fix dinner and I don't eat very much. Right. Because I've, I've done that. But at least I have learned that, okay, I'm listening to my body more. It's not like I'm eating the whole snack and I'm eating dinner too. I'm eating more of a snack and eating more than I should. So I've got to learn to be better about that, to try to monitor that. But that's when I'm hungry. I mean, I, I would yeah. be, I said this early on and it has kind of changed a little bit. But when I first started this, I thought if I could come in at four o'clock and have my dinner then and eat my meal at four o'clock and then be have optimum. a snack yeah. and at, at seven o'clock, yeah. then I'd be great. But of course, I, you know, then life done, my schedule doesn't work that way particularly. So that then, um, but yeah, I'm hungriest at the opening of my window. So I need to be better about, I try to eat maybe um, 
a handful of almonds and some cheese. That's um, what I do. Or, yeah. Olives. I'll do olives sometimes. Hummus, high in fat. Right. And Jen Stevens has said that she, she was a school teacher and you, you're in a, a school. I am. I'm a, at heart, I'm a teacher, but I, I, teach, okay. I work with teachers now. Yeah. I'm not in the classroom okay. anymore. But you still have a, a teacher schedule. I do. I do. And so she said she would go home and have a snack of olives or almonds and whatever. And then she would cook dinner. But the last time I interviewed her, um, she said the craziest things happened. She goes, now I flipped it. Now I want to open with my meal and have my snack later. That's how I've kind of been all along because if you understand the science of insulin, so insulin is released and it lowers your blood glucose. Well, what happens when your blood glucose drops? You're hungry. So once I eat, that's why I, if someone were to walk into my house one day at two o'clock said, Hey, do you want a little bite of this? I'm like, no, because I want the whole thing. I don't want just a snack. Right. Because I, it makes me too hungry. So I'm better to just not eat and to do without and then eat a bigger meal. So I like having the bigger meal and then the snack, but sometimes because of schedules, it It just doesn't work that way. Yeah. It just doesn't work that way. Um, like today, I probably, like when we finish this, I've got to go some run, run some errands here in town. And then I'm going to Little Rock to get my car serviced. And I, it'll probably be. And then I get back to here and I have a seven o'clock meeting here oh, in town. Yeah. So it may, I, I'm not real sure how it's going to work today. Um, I probably will pick up a snack and eat it in the car or take a snack with me or something to hold me over. And then I will have, I'll have to have a late dinner just, just cause that's the way it's going to work out today. Yeah. But um, not every day is like that. Now, and my it's son, those days when I don't have something else going on that I come in the door and I could gnaw off my arm. Right. The, the um, sheetrock. I love yeah, it. I mean, I, I mean, literally I, I, I could. So my son told me years ago, cause he's the one that told me about intermittent fasting. He said one of his tricks was, and he has an eight hour window cause he doesn't need to lose weight. He just likes the way he feels with intermittent mm-hmm. fasting. Now he probably did. He probably had some college weight he needed to lose, but not nothing. I mean, probably five pounds. Yeah. So what Gibson says he does still is um, he likes to close his window with a high fat snack of an avocado, peanut butter and crackers, or something like that. And he said it helps him then push his satiety and he doesn't have the hunger sensation. Sometimes when we do overeat, we trigger an insulin response that keeps us heightened looking for the next meal. Right. So that that's why if I even, so if I have a real high carby and I don't look at carbs or anything, but if I wonder the next day, why am I hungry? Sometimes it's because I had wine the night before or I had too many carby things and it just incited hunger for me. So right. I do best, it, I mean, in a perfect world, but I don't. So yesterday, just an example, I'd made, you know, with cold weather this week, I've made chili, chili dogs had that, you know, it's high in fat and protein. And then at six o'clock, I had some hunger. I, If I were trying to lose weight, I would have skipped probably and just made it till today. I'm not trying to lose weight. I don't need to lose weight. I'm fine. Um, so I did have like a protein shake, not because it's a diet, but because I could get in collagen powder, powder, pre-op, prebiotic fiber. 
I do use a protein powder and there's, oh, an Ocetol, an Ocetil, I-N-O-S-I-T-O-L. And it's pronounced different ways in Ocetol. And I don't know if I'm saying it right, but it is something that people in the health space now really like. They think it helps us later trigger melatonin. It helps us sleep later. Some people even have it two and three times a day. It's a little powder. So in order for me to get in those things and to eat sauerkraut or yogurt, something for my gut health, I do sometimes then have something later because I look at my day now with food as kind of a job. Have I had a probiotic? Have I had cultured vegetables? Have I had, you know, have I had things? And I need to move more towards that. You and I talked a little bit about gut health. We touched on it. Um, When I, um, I, I I have back issues and have had for um, over, I've had four back surgeries over (sighs) 25 plus years. Um, I just have a cruddy back. Um, no injuries, no car wreck, Mm. no anything that happens. It just happens. Um, so they changed my anti-inflammatory because I was having some issues killing my stomach and they wanted me to take it twice a day. I was like, "Mm, that's with food. So I was like, but I've got, I've got my four hour window. How am I going to do this? (laughs) So I, I, so I, um, I tried it all different ways. And I remember you asking me then, okay, why are you on the anti-inflammatory? Because it's 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 not great for your gut, and it's not. It's horrible. But, but otherwise, you have to. You I have hurt. To. Right. <laughs> yeah. <You have> to. <laughs> so I have to have it. Um, so it's not really an option. Um, but I did end up having to change it I, because um, I was like, I, I just, I tried to get ahead of it by taking some omeprazole with it or to take some antacid with it. And maybe just a little snap. I mean, I tried it every way I could figure out to do it. I finally called them back and said, look, this is and it, my gut hurt. So I just, I called them back. So I know that a lot of people have had issues. I got out my Jen Stevens books and we're reading like, okay, what do you do when you have to take some medicine here? I mean, I, this is not an option. I got to take this. Um, ended up, I ended up calling them back and saying it was hurting my stomach. Just, too badly. So, so they changed me pain? to they changed me to a different one that I don't have to have as much food with. It, it doesn't. It's not as hard on my stomach. Okay. I am. It is still twice a day, um, mm. but I am able to tolerate it in the morning. It's not hurting my stomach like it was. So for now, that's working, and it's got my inflammation under control. Well, the other thing too, we need to start looking at when for inflammation, because inflammation and uh, C.D. Williams, he's a famous heart surgeon here in Little Rock has said Mm -hmm. inflammation is why we have heart disease and cancer and other modern day diseases, right? Mm -hmm. So inflammation can be triggered and is often triggered by what's on our fork because it may not be. And remember you and I even talked about, um, getting the allergy testing and things like that. Right. Mm-hmm. And the best thing to do is really to eliminate, you know, to take a to do an elimination about, diet to yeah. about three weeks, get off. And when I was a student at the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, they had us all get off corn, dairy, yeast, wheat, soy for like three weeks, then reintroduce them. It's a lot what of What did you eat? <laughs> Meats and vegetables. And that was it. Perfect. Yeah. And that was it. 
and yeah, no yogurt. There is a coconut yogurt. So my youngest is dairy intolerant. She loves cheese so much. Her password used to be, I love cheese. Like it, it was <laughs> everything she did, but it gave her acne. It gave her abdomen distension. It would make her bloat. Her stomach would hurt. So yeah. it's been a sad thing for her. So she found some coconut yogurt that is dairy free because she loves the yogurt and she wants to help her gut health. So yeah. uh, the whole 30 diet, that's one great thing about the whole 30 diet. It, what they're, they're in fact, I've heard the creators of it say, we really didn't do this more as much for weight loss as much for what inflames you because right. what inflames you keeps the scale up because right. if you have inflammation, you can't lose weight. So it's a good thing to remove those things, then reintroduce them after three weeks. My daughter do does Whole30. Mary Daniel. You know, oh, does, she does? She yeah. does Whole30. She did it religiously for a, a bit. And then wow. she kind of moved away from it. But she still, she cook, and she loves to cook. I do not like to cook. I can <laughs> cook. It is not something I enjoy doing. Um, but she still just kind of cooks that way. She just, and she... She'll say, Mom, you need to get some of this, you know, go to Trader Joe's, get X, Y, Z. She keeps me in line with that. <laughs> well, it's a, I think for anyone listening, and of course, this is not medical advice. My attorney wanted me to tell you, but <laughs> it is, it's, it's a good practice to remove. Those are the five most inflammatory things in our diet. And they can have everything from constipation to diarrhea to inflammatory bowel disorders, you know, that a lot of times it's the foods we eat because the right. foods are modern foods that have been processed so much. They're not the foods that our grandparents and great grandparents ate that didn't have stomach hurting and all these right. problems. And so sometimes when I have done, when I did that elimination diet, I've done it a couple of times. Um, I sauteed and roasted and grilled meats and had all the vegetables I wanted roasted. Now that's one of the things I do and. So we did an intermittent fasting health group, but I also have a health coaching group. And in my health mm -hmm. coaching group, in fact, tonight's one of my lessons with the group that I go through, we walk through the grocery store together and say, if it's in the produce aisle, get it, take it home and roast it. Anna Margaret, my youngest brought home. I roast almost all vegetables. Then it, it's so good for you. Use avocado oil. Make sure you do not have any of the inflammatory oils. So that means no corn oil, no sunflower oil, no safflower oil. Those are all crap, but have butter, ghee, avocado oil is delicious, olive oil, and it can withstand a higher heat than what we thought. Um, if you have um, a farmer that can get you some pork lard, so good. If you can get beef tallow from a local farmer and it's good for your local uh, for microbiome health, because we know you're eating your local microbiome. It helps your microbiome because you're eating local foods. And so I just tell everybody, ro anything you see, they're like, what about celery? I go roast it. You know, what about so-and-so? What about lettuce? I said, grill it if you want to grill it, but have a salad, you know, eat a salad. Yeah. But, you know, because sometimes people want to push back and go, you can't. Yes. If it's in the produce aisle, you can just about quarter it, roast it at about 400 for about depending on what your oven will do. Mine's a convection oven. It works really fast. 15, 20 minutes, potatoes. And now root vegetables are still in season. Eat the root vegetables. And they're so good. Anna Margaret brought these beets yesterday uh, from Natural Grocers, which is in Little Rock, which is all organic mm -hmm. um, fruits and vegetables. There, yeah. um, and so she, they were beautiful. And she roasted them. I've never them, roasted beets. I've done radishes. 
And rad, in fact, I had radishes. I said, do you want to roast those too? And she went, you can roast them. I said, you can roast anything. I like anything can withstand. And Brussels sprouts together. <laughs> and that sound good? Sounds so good. And here's something else that, you know, for people who say, well, I can't afford the organic fruits and vegetables. This is what I say to that. If you quit buying packaged foods, that's the, you know, Dr. Bickman says foods with barcodes in bags or boxes. Those hijack your health. They definitely affect your weight because they're inflammatory. If you quit buying the crap on the inside of the store, you can spend more money on the outside of the store. You know, right. the inside perimeter we know is all the crap foods. Now you do have to have green beans in a can. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about right. anything no, no, with no. a barcode, bags and boxes, and they process it. Right. But if you, then you can spend if money on the- there's an ingredients the list. <laughs> then it's something, that's right. If there's yeah. an ingredients list, then I would put that back. Then you can spend more money on the a perimeter of the store outside, which is fruits and vegetables and even- beef and your meats can be organically grown or just no pesticides, hormones, glyphosate, all those things. That's what right. you try to stay away from. So those things, your microbiome will help you also, you know, the whole getting 30 sunlight thing, every day. I need to try to, I need to get my mindset and do the whole 30, the elimination diet, and then just add back in and move towards whole 30. Um, because I think that it would, or I want to see if it would um, help with my eczema. I'm, I know it will. And eczema, Dr. Bickman even says that eczema and psoriasis are related to high insulin. The book I tell everybody, I will tell you again this week, why we get sick. I'm writing it down because that goes in show notes. It is the most telling book I've read in the last 10 years about health. And it's all about insulin resistance. Now you don't know if you're insulin resistant until someone does a fasting insulin lab work on you because your glucose can still be fine. He says, Dr. Bickman, you, insulin, fasting insulin has a 20 year predictability on your health. So for the person who has dementia symptoms now, if we could go back in time 20 years ago, they already had high insulin, but no one knew it because they weren't testing insulin. They're only looking at glucose, which is 20 years down the pike. And they're looking at your A1C, which is just to look back at the three months. That doesn't, he says, those are not the barometers. The barometer is fasting insulin. And mm -hmm. if you, he says, if you have high blood pressure, even if everything else is right, have them check your fasting insulin. If you have endometriosis, if you have eczema, if you have psoriasis, he said it's, it can be, and we can't make a blanket statement, anything in medicine, but we know that there are cause and effect that a lot of skin disorders hmm. are caused by food sensitivities. And he said psoriasis, which is kind of a first cousin to eczema right. is, is insulin resistance. So Definitely something to check out. Well, you um, have inspired so many people, Elizabeth. And well, here's the inspiration. And let me tell you why. Because that first month we had met the four times, right? And then mm -hmm. you emailed me and said, I think you said, well, I've only lost two pounds. I could tell you were mad as you were fired away on I that was. keyboard. I was. I was and like, I, knew, I am not a happy girl. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and look at you now, 34 pounds down in six months. It is very slow, very slow, but that's okay with me. I would rather it yeah. be slow and me adjust, you know, something I can sustain. How many more pounds or sizes in your head do you want to say? Oh, I would like to um, probably another 25 pounds. Really? Mm -hmm. You want it so that would be that's your at high the school bottom. weight? No, oh, okay. no, that's not my high school weight. <laughs> okay, or college weight. Um, if I 
No, not even my college weight. If I, okay. um, if I, uh, got down to that, I would be, ooh, I would be too much skin. <laughs> it would not be a, a pleasant thing to see. But, um, I, I have, that's at the bottom of my window so that I know that I got some room there. Yeah. Wiggle room. Yeah. yeah. Because I know that when I, 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 a four hour window is not where I want to stay for forever. But um, if I go to a six hour, I, I mean. Kind of in maintenance, I, we say. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I think I'll, well, I'll, my number will come up a little bit with my weight. And so I want to get to the bottom of my window. To flex, to be able mm-hmm. to flex. Now, Jen Stevens says, because of autophagy, that magical cellular experience that happens every day when our body has a, you know, it, it's like it cleans out the sick cells, right? Mm-hmm. And you eliminate them. And that's what we know cancer and other diseases, we know autophagy helps fight those battles. But she said it also helps with skin. Um, she, you know, she went from, 210 to I think she's about 125 now and so it helps with elasticity with that yeah yeah she said it helps she said that's part of the magic of autophagy my high school weight was 129 pounds and I just don't see that happening again (laughs) yeah how tall are you uh I'm five well I used to be five six and a half yeah Um, when I went to the doctor the other day my back doctor he um, yeah looked at my back and he said, um, you're down a good inch. <laughs> yeah. Great. Yeah. That's part Already of aging. Started I've, this shrinking process. Yeah. I have scoliosis. <laughs> yeah. All the things, but I still go by my original. I was five, eight. So yeah. I'm five, I'm six. Five, and eight. I stand up really tall. Right. <laughs> yeah. right, right, right. And with the hair, sometimes my yeah. hair gets big enough that I, I'm five, nine, maybe. Yeah. No, but you were very inspiring because you, you didn't lose 30 pounds the first month. You lost two. And now right. you're six months in, you've lost 34 pounds. You'll, you'll definitely reach your goal. And again, we're not in a hurry. What's the hurry? Uh, there, there is no hurry. There, there, There's no hurry. You know, whereas before when I've done those big diets and I've, I have lost the weight, there was a goal. I mean, you know, there was an event, but there was a, a something that I, yeah, I want yeah. this done by this point. Yeah. No, there's, there's none of that this time. I just, it's just about being healthier and yes, the weight loss is a byproduct of that, but um, I want to lose weight. I need to lose weight. I don't need to lose a hundred pounds. I mean, I, I mean, I, like Jamie, Jamie has a lot more to lose because yeah, he he's a much bigger person than I am. He has yeah. more to lose and he's, you know, he's done great with it, but he has been, I mean, I, I was watching him before I started this and going, Oh my gosh. And he started talking about it. Um, so that's, that's what's my springboard into this. Well, you are now inspiring other people just as he inspired you. Well, I hope so, but that, that, that too is a byproduct. <laughs> it is. It is. You're, you're a great byproduct. So thank you so much for doing this podcast. Sure. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Lisa Fisher Said Podcast. Be sure to hit subscribe and download all the episodes and leave a review, won't you? The Lisa Fisher Said Podcast is produced by ClantonCreative.com.